So we are bang smack in the middle of the halachas of Muktzah. We finished off the sugya of Gavshal Re'ei. Now we're going to move on to a couple of other random things before we start some of the next topics, namely, um, namely bosses. That's a big one. We have to burst a lot of people's bubbles when it comes to inyanim of bosses. We have to discuss bosses in length. We have to discuss tiltul minatzad and tiltul begufoi. Those are the main sugars that we're going to discuss, and maybe we'll fit in a couple of other sugars as well. So the first thing I want to discuss today is animals. Animals is a very nagea shayla. Uh, sometimes, you know, I, I think it was about a few months ago, I got a phone call from a shiva bocha that was going to a farm for Shabbos Kodesh. She tried that once. It's probably very, very nice. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. It was somebody else. You know him. Um, in, fact, in fact, you may even be eating with him Friday night. So, Lemaisa, I think, as far as I remember, he, want, he, want, he has a, a cousin who lives in some uh, kibbutz somewhere. They have animals over there. And, the, and, and on Shabbos, they, they bring them in, they take them out. So, obviously, there was a shayla also we discussed of tzedah, of tzod, of trapping, which is obviously the question dealing with animals, is when you're closing the gates, closing the pen, closing the cage, is that a shayla of trapping animals or not? Maybe enough can mean if it's a domesticated animal or a non-domesticated animal. For that, you have to learn the simon, shin, Tazayim that talks about the locks of trapping on Shabbos um, but obviously we have to discuss Mokta okay so that's one of the Shailas touching and moving animals is that a Shaila of Mokta okay a lot of people think what's the big deal why not it's an animal it's a pet whatever so it's not 100% true there's a Mishnah in Shabbos Kufach of Chesava base the Mishnah tells us that you're allowed to overturn a Kli so that little chicks can sort of step over it it's like a little like a I guess it was like a stepping stool to get into their cage the Mishnah says that is not going to be a problem. Um, and it's a Shiloh why the Mishnah said what he did. And the Rishonim debate why the Mishnah said that. And really the question is like this, which we're not going to go into at this moment of time, but it's Nagea Shiloh. And that is, are you allowed to touch something that's not Mukta for the sake of something Mukta? Right? So in other words, the item that I'm touching is not Mukta, but I'm doing it for the sake of Mukta. That's the case of the Mishnah in Shabbos Kovchavches, which is... I'm taking a kli, a bowl, which is 100% not mukta, and overturning it, so an animal that is mukta is going to use it as a stepping stool to go up to the cage, obviously a little too little, it can't reach, whatever it may be, right? Comes along the Rava Magid on the Rambam, and says 100% animals are mukta on Shabbos. Why? Simply because, I'm sure all of you could guess, why is an animal mukta? What? No. No, well, it depends which animal. Depends which. Oh, thank Shimon! Come on, Nick! There's no assumptions, there's no use for this thing. What are you going to do with that animal? Animal, right? That's how it is. By the way, what about a. What's that? Which is Osa. What about Yontuf? What about Yontuf? Well, maybe that would be the difference if it's kosher or not kosher, right? If it's a non kosher, obviously not. If it's kosher, if it's not Miyuchah, if, if you're not interjecting it, then no. Just because you could theoretically, it doesn't mean hey, I'm so pastors on Yontov, most animals are also mukta, by the way. Um, uh, I think I got an email, actually, from the Moyles, the Moyles' father, who actually right now is in Bournemouth. Um, very choshvied, very, very choshvied. And I know, what's that? The Moyle, the, the, the Moyle that we had yesterday, from Chaim Blayer. So uh, he, his father... By the way, he's probably one of the most... He's an unbelievable mom, by the way, just so you should know. But he's our shem, all of you, when you're in the Kogel, so he's our shem, we'll continue the minute. At, uh, I'll tell him, I'll give a discount price for uh, base David boys. But I've got... Exactly. 
you get the card when you get the first one. So, um, so his father, his father listens to the Shurim, actually, and uh, he's in Bournemouth right now, and uh, he asked me this question about a, um, about a spider, right, about a spider, whatever it was. So anyway, the, uh, generally, a lot of the spider will be mutter. Why? Why will moving a spider be mutter? Because it's... It's Very good. It's a Right? Obviously, if it's in a disgusting, you know, it's, 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 it's right there. And what? Why? Because of the smell. Depends if you look after it or not. Depends if you give it a bath or whatever it is. So animals generally are mutter, unless obviously you have a head to other graph show, eh? That's right to be careful, by the way. If you have an, actually you have a, a fly or a bee there, you can't just like, like move it away with your hand. It, it is mukta. Yeah, we have to discuss tultum in that side, how to do it in a not normal way. But it is mukta. A fly is mukta. It's disgusting to you, a fly? A spider to some people is disgusting. A fly is disgusting. If it goes on your food, maybe. But it's not, it's not really bad. It's disgusting. It's got to be something really, really not nice, right? What about pets? Well, I have a pet in my house. What's the halacha in such a case? So a pet, so the Kavachim says this very, very clearly, that a pet is 100% mukta. 100% 100% mukta without any shadow whatsoever however I will tell you I, I don't know I don't know I'm not a bucking animals we'll have to ask Shimon, but there are some animals that are made for moving around I don't know what that means but Shalman Zalman talks about an animal that it's, it's usage why you bought it is to move so maybe in that case Shalman Zalman would say that maybe it's not considered mukta obviously you're allowed to feed the animal because obviously if it's your animal and you have to feed it you have to feed it right that doesn't involve moving it what? What does that mean? Needs to be touched. Why does it need to be touched? Because will get emotionally disturbed. Okay, so then you take it to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You figure figure it out. First of all, touching. So we're going to get to hopefully today as well. I couldn't. That might, may, might not be a necessarily problem. We're talking about moving it. So Shlomo Zaman talks about an animal that was made to be moved. I don't know. You, you know about animals that 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 you bought them. Is for moving. What's that? For a blind man. Okay, that that in a chanami. That could be. That could be. That could be. What's that? What do you want to say? Anything? Oh, you said a walking dog. The same thing. Okay. Um, okay. What about fish in a in an aquarium? Or as the Israelis very famously call it, aquarium? Or a, a bird in a cage? All of these things. So I want to tell you, the Ktsaisa Shulchan. Reb Chaim Noah was, by the way, someone who's a Bahaki di Chalik on the Chazanish. You've got to be big to be Chalik on the Chazanish. You're not standing with Chalik on the Chazanish, right? He was Chalik on the Chazanish in many, 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 many situations. He wrote a say, beautiful Seder, and he writes over there, and he wants to say that a lot of these animals, like a bird in a cage, if you have like a, um, have a parrot, what, you want, what is it? A parrot, a tuki, thank you. A tuki. If you have a tuki, or if you have a. Um, uh, something similar to that. So he wants the taina that it's called a melachto because it's made lenoi. It's made to, for beautification. People have an aquarium in their houses not because they need to use the fish. It's because it looks nice in the house or it looks nice on the wall or it looks nice whatever it is. So that's a melachto leheta. There's no issue of muktzah in such a case, right? However, most posts can hold not that way. Most posts can hold that there is a problem with Moshe held this way, Chachamavadia and Yabiyayim Mechelikas Osnidru and others, and therefore it's considered to be muktzah. Now, that is if it is a lie. If it is dead, then it's a muktzah machmas gufa according to everybody, and you cannot move it, with the exception of obviously if it's a case of uh, disgusting and it's in a place where people will see it, then it's grafshay. Then obviously it's considered to be okay. 
Now, if it's the Indian of Tzar Balechaim, if the animal needs to be moved for its own sake, it's going through a Tzar, it's going through pain, and the only way to, let's say, for example, it's not going to the, it's got some pain in the leg and it can't get to the food and it's very, very hungry, so then a person should move it Min Hatzad, which we'll get to exactly what the definition of moving Moksa Min Hatzad, which is actually a very important sugya, which we will talk about the Ezra's Hashem. Now, moving on. Huh? Because of Tzar Balechaim, you mean? What type of muktzah? So do a klishim and it's so good for you, and then it's going to be muktzah. Why? So what do you do? No, you can't do that. You can't, that. That you cannot do. That you cannot do. No. No, it depends what it is. It depends what the situation is, right? The, the animal's going to die. It could be that there is a, a mocking to be made. The animal's just in a little bit of pain, so then you have to try to do it in a way that's going to be. What time to die and take a cliche and act on it? Now, let's move on. What about a football? Is a football, football mocked on Shabbos? Depends if it's on grass. That depends if it's mocked or not. One second. Is there an Issa to run on grass, Damasai? Yeah. And there is? What's the Issa? It, no, let's say it's dry. Falling out, falling out, falling out grass. Yeah, it's for sure going to happen. No, well, it's most likely. So that makes it a psych ratio? No, you're allowed to run on. One second, what is the definition of a psych ratio? What is the definition of a psych ratio? Mordechai, what is the definition of a psych ratio? Something that will for sure happen. Is that, is that for sure going to happen? It's for sure going to happen. Uh, yeah, I remember it's for sure going to happen. So, I, say, I, I don't want to talk about it now because we're not discussing who was Kaitzer, because obviously it's an Indian of Kaitzer, but there's a Rivosh. The Rivosh talks about something, a very big Chiddush. The Rivosh is Machadish, something called a Psikration in Shechis. A Psikration in Shechis means a, a Psikration, which is a constant thing, which means I don't look at every step that you take to be a Psikration. There's no way that every step you take is a Psikration that you're going to be putting up grass. But somewhere along the lines, from A to B, when you run, there will be some, something coming up over there. That's called a psikration in shachas. Right? Now, walking is 100% okay. Right. With issues, without issues. We're not going into that at this moment of time. I don't know how we got onto that. Is a football mokta? That's what we're discussing. Yeah. Football's mokta? Oh. You don't know. You never thought about it. Yeah? Because yeah? yeah. it's posh at the mo- It's okay, right? It's not mokta. Why not? Well, no, why should it be mokta? Yeah, why should it be Mokta? Let's go that direction. Why should it be Mokta? So I want to tell you a Mordek Yerushalmi, Rabbi Yisad. Yerushalmi in Tainus, Sechta's Tainus, brings down Torvish Shimon. It was a place in Eretz Yisrael. It was destroyed. Frankly, Yerushalmi, why was it destroyed? Says Yerushalmi, Yesh Oymim, listen to the comparison. Yesh Oymim Znus. Shavavim, Rabbi Yisad. Yesh Oymim Znus. That's why it was destroyed. Yesh Oymim, they were playing football. Unbelievable. Whoa. This is Yerushalmi, by the way. This is Yerushalmi. Shinshin Pinkas, by the way, um, Shinshin Pinkas always used to say that playing football on Shabbos is the worst form of Chal Shabbos. And he said, hold on a minute, but what, what's the Issa? Which one of the Lama Tesmalachas is playing football? Which one is it? Which one of the Lama Tesmalachas is it? The worst form of Chal Shabbos. What's the Issa? Says Rosh Hashanah Pinkus, you know what the answer is? You miss the boat of what Shabbos is. That's, that's the biggest, worst form of Chal Shabbos. Because you miss the boat of what Shabbos is. I'm not talking about young kids, obviously, but about older people. They were playing with all these sorts of things, and therefore that's what it is. It was on Shabbos, which is the Shailah. Now, what, 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 what Yitzi was saying was, are you allowed to play ball 
on ground stamazoi. Why? What's the problem with playing ball on the ground? No, that's not true. No, it doesn't say you're not allowed to run on Shabbos. The only man mocking for running is you're not allowed to run, but if it's a Torah mitzvah, because the Gemara says, you have a Hamas Samayim, the Shabbos go over, to go round. But of course, if it's only Shabbos to you, then it's going to be Mota. Only Shabbos is Mota. But let's say it's not, let's say without, without the running, what's the problem with playing on, on grass or on. What's that? Digging? I'm digging? Oh, no, Samegavaldi! I'm leveling! What's going on? You can't play football. I'm not talking about American football, obviously. I'm talking about soccer. You can't play football in a place where it's not level, right? It's not going to work. I don't know. I'm not a big football player, right? Anyone here play football? Yeah. Normal football I'm talking about? Yeah, regular football? Soccer. Can you play when it's bumpy? You can't play it's bumpy. So the problem is we're worried that, that you're going to... Probably you cricket, no? Not cricket? You're going to build a round. Not to cricket. cricket? You didn't play cricket in school? I like cricket. You know, like cricket, yeah? Oh, so if it's a grass, if it's earthenware, we're worried that you're going to go and flatten it down so it's Xavier may come to do that. But if you play on the um, on asphalt or on cement or whatever, then there's generally no problem. Tyson brings down the Xavier nowadays may not even apply because most, most of our houses anyway are considered to be flat because we have tiles and all sorts of things. And therefore, if you play on the cement, there will be no problem. Now you should know, you should know, the Shulchanach Paskins, these people don't know this, in the end of submission, the Shulchanach says that a ball is mokta. Why is a ball mokta? It's mokta because it's got no shtamshus. You can't, you, can't, you can't use it, the Shulchanach says, to put a lid on for a bottle. And therefore, it's got no use, it's not a din of a keli. The Ramah comes along, and the Ramah says the minig is to be mekel, and like the poskim say nowadays, which even I say poskim, but I don't poskim off still machmenis. But the poskim say that nowadays it's not muktzah simply because there's a Moshe this way, there's a in Oletzion, and others they say that nowadays that our balls are made for. Um, are made manufactured are made for playing so therefore they're having ishtamshus and therefore if Chazal would have known that then of course they also would have said that balls are considered to be not mukta. in days of Chazal they just used to use something whatever they could find as a ball and that's considered to be mukta because it has no usage unless you're miyachet it forever which is a different shadow which by the way we have to discuss I don't even get a chance people think if you're miyachet mukta, not to be mukta, then automatically it's mukta. and it's not 100% true for example let's say you go away for Shabbos and um, you need to keep the door open of your apartment, of your, of your, I don't know, your villa or whatever it may be. So you want to use a stone to put by the door. Now, a stone is muktzah on Shabbos. So what do you have to do? You have to miyachet it. So people think, okay, so miyachet, it's a big deal. So now I want to use it now, it's okay. It's not really true. There are two conditions to miyachet something that makes it non-muktzah. Condition number one is you change the item. So for example, if you would paint it white, then it will be considered to be a good yichud, and now it's not muktzah. Or if you miyachet it forever. Yichud for one Shabbos will not make it a heta. So to take a stone and say, this stone for this Shabbos is going to be the stone to keep my door open so it doesn't bang or whatever it is, that's not going to be good enough. To miyachet it forever, or to change it by start take a pen and start coloring over it to make it different, that will be a good yichud. And that will make it not muktzah. What's that? You have to miyachet it for that specific thing? Yes. No, no, for, to use it. I want to use this stone as a usable thing this Shabbos. Yeah. What does it mean forever? Forever. That means I'm, this is my apartment and every time I come for Shabbos I'm going to use this stone. This is going to be the stone. And I'm going to put it on the side of the corner. That will be my stone that I use to open the door. Yichud for one Shabbos doesn't work. People don't know this. Do you think? 
Right, so if you never tell them to come back, you call me Yachre, unless you change it. I was just taking a pen, scribble a bit on it, you made a shinui in it, you made a shinui, and that's considered to be a yechot, or paint it, which will be even better. But stam, otherwise, that is going to be problematic for a person. People have to know that as well, because it could be in a gear. People want to be Yachre, something not to be muktzah for one Shabbos. Yechot for one Shabbos is not a good yechot, it has to be forever. Um, another example, for example, is what if you have a suit that wasn't checked for shatness? Is that muktzah? Forget about shutness. Are you allowed to wear it? Not allowed to wear it. I'm not going into now what the percentages are of what clothing do have shutness, don't have shutness. Is there a chazaka? Is there not a chazaka? But not upon it. I have a suit that needs to be checked for shutness. It needs to be. Can I wear, is it mokta? Again, forget about shutness. We're not discussing hilcha shutness right now. I'm not discussing hilcha shutness right now. If, if, if there's no problem of shutness, I'm allowed to wear it, then obviously it's not mokta, right? I'm doing a situation where I'm not allowed to wear it because of hilcha shutness. Not that I know it's got shatness in it. I don't know. I haven't got it checked yet. I need to get it checked. I have to get it checked. But I didn't check it. Is it muktza? No. There's a sovic shatness. You know, both sides. You know, this says if a person wears something with shatness, Rachman, it's done. You know what it says? The tefillas are not makabal for 40 days. That's crazy. What? People are like, yeah, big deal, no shatness, it's fine. It's only a tie. It's only Uggs. It's the big deal. 40 days, 40 days of davening. And he's like, where's the Rabbani Shalom? In my Tvilis. And the Rabbani waiting for you just to get that Uggs off your feet and check them for shutness. Depends where they're made. Some of them newer ones. Um, I don't want to go into that now. We're going to get too complicated. But, don't get me started. Shmir Shabbos Lamaisa is Machme. And holds that a suit that requires shutness testing is not to be worn. Revelash of Lamaisa was Makel. Um, <coughs> okay. Food on Yom Kippur is muktzah like shatnas in the same way, and that's what it is. Okay. Um, what? Feeding the kids. What? Said food on Yom Obviously, we're talking about food on Yom Kippur, and there's no kids around or whatever it is. We've got kids as much. Now, two last things, Rabbi said, because we just have to move on to the next circuit tomorrow. So I just want to finish with these two things. And that is like this. There's a madcha who brings a marami Rutenberg that says that muktzah is only osab the tiltal, but not by moving. Rabbeinu Yeruchim in the Magadishna Pasnis, where Allah Maisa. And that means, and we've spoken about this a few times, but I just want to get this very, very clear, that the Issa of muktzah is moving the muktzah. To touch muktzah, there is no problem with the exception if the muktzah will move when you touch it. The Gemara talks about an egg, right? Beitzah shenolda beyontuf, the Gemara Beitzah. It talks all about that. That's an issue of touching the egg. Kofalokli, the Gemara says. Because if you touch the egg, it may roll. What's that? If you touch your phone, it will not roll. It will not roll. So there's no issue of touching your phone. Obviously not the screen. That's what other posh adds. Touching the screen when it will go on. Oh, when it's off. Obviously, he's not talking about that. What's the use for that? Because it's Xiva. You've got, you've got things on the screen over there, they're going to pop up. Oh, it's only Xiva Durabonon. Yeah. Ah, so it's only a Durabonon. So you're allowed to do it. Shemirachim. When we count the minion, Rabbi Say, we, we, uh, okay, we have problems over here. But the touching Mukta is okay 100% with the condition that you will not move that Mukta. One last thing for today, Rabbi Say, we're just going to skip around because we've got so much to do, and that is blowing Mukta. The Maril brings down its Mutta to Metaltal Mukta through Neficha, through blowing it. Right? And he calls it Tultul Begufai Domi. That's what the Maril brings down. It's brought down by the way, the Ramah brings us a Shin Chasif Kimmel. That the Allah is that there's no problem with blowing muktzah. So, for example, if you've got a pencil, okay, pencil is a Klishmach to Issa anyway, so it's Mutta, but whatever, if you want to be Machma, whatever it is, and you want to go through the sheets of the Klishmach to Issa, it's Daf Kasam, it's got a Stamish, it's better, and it doesn't. So, if you blow, there's no problem. That's if a person has dandruff, if it's not a Graf Shavay. If you get a blow, then you're going to be okay in that case. So, generally, blowing muktzah will be okay 
But like I said, tomorrow we're going to start a brand new sugya. Hopefully, either the Shiloh Abbasis or Tultum and Hatsar or Tultum and Gufay. Have a beautiful day.